Greetings and salutations to our podcast audience. Welcome to episode 168. Uh, we made it, but you did not call them a fine podcast audience. Really? You just said to our podcast audience. I'm so sorry. I, they have somehow... Jason's distracted. I'm so sorry. They Low distracted. That was not intentional. Diminished in, in your esteem of them. Well, thanks well, for pointing that out to me. You know. Jason hates our audience. Yeah, well, you know. You just have a loathsome relationship. It's a little contentious. I wouldn't say that. Honestly, I don't know who half of them are, so how can I hate them? That's true. I always imagine I'm talking to a specific person. Okay. Who are you talking to today? Yeah. I don't want to say their name, okay. but I do have a person in there. Would you name. tell us off mic? Nope. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Off mic? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> that shows character in head right there. Yeah, off mic for sure, I will tell you. I did find out uh, over the past couple of weeks that uh, my brother is a regular listener to this podcast. Hey, Brad. Hi, Brad. That's you right. know, next podcast, Brad, talking to you. <laughs> Not this one. Let's see what the, what's the No, what's the, I already had a person for this one. Why do we have to switch? All right, Ed's got his person. So let's get to the question. How do, how about that? For our fine podcast audience. Good. I'm glad. Now I, I, I cleared that up. I, well, I right. wanted to make sure. I didn't want anyone to be holding any I grudges. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. I'm glad you, you know there are people out there that because you didn't call them fine, there are relationships I have that are that way that really? if I Ooh. would just, if I normally said fine, it's a fine day, they'd go, well, why isn't it a great day? Man, if you have relationships that are that tenuous, you're better than me because <laughs> anything that's that tenuous, they got mad at me a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> They're no longer around They're not, They why already decided, wow, day? I can't be around them. All right. Question. Y'all ready? Yeah. Ready for this one? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, well, at one time it was pertinent in our culture. I'm not so sure how pertinent it is now, but here it is because it came in several weeks ago. I'm sure you guys have heard of the campus revivals going on across the country at Asbury, Samford, etc. What is your thought about this and why is it happening on college campuses? Now, say, is it pertinent because aren't these revivals done by now? I don't know that they're done because I think there was like a, yes, the Asbury one is done. Yes, it is. They shut it down. They shut her down. (laughs) They said, (laughs) we're not not doing this anymore. But uh, I I think. Your parents paid for you to go to college. Yes. (laughs) I think what some of the, some of the coverage I saw on it, what I think is interesting about it is I don't know that it's unique to college campuses and I don't know that it's been, it's unique in this current period of time that there have been that there are always these kind of things going on where there's a, a clear, at least to the people who are there, movement of the spirit in, in mm-hmm. interesting ways. But what for whatever reason, this particular one uh, has been yeah. really highlighted. And so... Well, and from what I heard, uh, Asbury University has had many of these. In yeah, fact, this is ah, not, interesting. We, have this a good, we have a very good friend, uh, two good friends who are uh, alumni mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. Asbury. And from what I That's have true. heard from him, uh, that this happens pretty much every generation or so. Mm-hmm. Um, Former producer Bill. That's right. Yeah. Bill's an Asbury grad. Might still be a listener. I doubt it. Doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, so so if for those of you who didn't hear and you're like, what in the world are they talking about? College campus, Asbury University. It is a uh, it is a Christian. Uh, I think they're steeped in the Methodist tradition, if I'm not wrong. Uh, they are. I think they're a Methodist school. Anyway, uh, they had a chapel service a few months back, and uh, 
the chapel service just didn't end. It continued, and I think it went for, what, three weeks? Something, Something like that. that. Can, yeah. Basically, people continued to come into worship. Yep. yep. Uh, they kept bringing in different mm-hmm. worship leaders. And, and then you people know. started flocking from everywhere, all over the country, even the mm-hmm. world, from what I heard. Yep. Uh, I did listen to a couple podcasts about it. Um, just an ongoing, never-ending church service that um, you know was tagged as a move of the Spirit, a revival, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And then some other colleges began to pick that up as well. And so some other chapels on some you know Christian mm-hmm. uh, universities started to experience these same kinds of meetings. And so um, so yeah, I my thought about this is I'm always kind of I don't want to say skeptical. I don't know if that's the right word, but I'm I am a uh, I hold my judgment based on, because um, I don't want to make a quick judgment about because, A, hey, I'm not there. I'm not experiencing mm-hmm. it the way uh, the people who are there are experiencing it. And uh, I always think these kinds of things often can get overblown into something that they maybe not are. And for me, I would hope to see something more than just a long church service out of it. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, um, because if... I remember growing up, I guess I'm jaded because I grew up in a church that had a revival every year, mm-hmm. and it was basically just a week-long meeting, a series of meetings where they'd bring in an outside preacher, and the goal of it was to revive us, whatever that meant. Mm-hmm. And I think the goal was to just get us more excited about God and church, and hopefully that that... But it never... The, for me, it was problematic because it never translated into anything other than we got together a little more often. Well, I think, you know, that... that It's interesting you bring those, that revival mm-hmm. kind of thing, because I certainly grew up in that. That was a big thing in the South, maybe everywhere. All mm-hmm. I know is the South yeah. uh, during that time. But, you know, there is a route to that, too. There was a time when mm-hmm. revival in the United States was a big thing in the 19th century. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those kind of meetings did produce a lot, and they produced um, the kinds of things that I think genuinely, generally see in the spirit. There was a lot of care for the poor. There was a lot of help mm-hmm. among those that had been disenfranchised normally from churches and places like that. But then because of what tends to happen, people wanted to manufacture what the Spirit had brought about naturally. Mm-hmm. We then began to put it on the calendar and schedule when it was going to happen. That's right. And uh, by the time it got down to our generation, there wasn't much life in it. It was just a scheduled event on the calendar. That's mm-hmm. right. And uh, it's hard to manufacture that. So my thoughts about you know Asbury and those kind of places, I, I also have the skeptical bent. My skepticism always goes to the second one. Uh, <laughs> the one that follows. Yeah, the one, one that yeah. follows afterwards. I'm like, huh, that's interesting that it just happened to happen right after this one. Mm-hmm. That the mm-hmm. first one, mm-hmm. the first one almost always, I'm like, okay, well, you know, the Spirit's up to something there. It probably was something that genuine, from what I've heard about the Asbury one, mm-hmm. it was very student-led. Yes. Uh, you can go and watch the sermon online that supposedly launched it, and it wasn't good. And the guy and the, who preached it said it wasn't it good. It said it wasn't good, and the people who were there said it didn't have anything to yeah. do with the sermon mm-hmm. or the worship experience. It was a group of young people afterwards that said, hey, I want to stay longer and pray. Yes. They wanted to have a communion with God, not some experience. Mm-hmm. And I think the part of what lasted Asbury is that sort of took on the spirit of it, and the adults, the mm-hmm. which not saying that college students aren't adults, but the administration uh, really kept it that way. They wouldn't let national speakers and national worship leaders come in and affect it very much. Yes. 
and it kept it very pure uh, mm-hmm. uh, until you know you know you get enough media around things and things you know of all kinds. And I don't just I don't mean like when people go the media. I'm talking about Christian media. Yeah. I'm talking about you know when you get the national Christians coming in, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it might not go as well as it could. Or and I and I, I heard a lot of things about they had people who would try to come in and, and bring their own agenda into it, uh, use it as a platform uh, to launch whatever it is they were trying yeah, to promote. that's right. Or to just, you know, it was the hot thing, so people were trying to get in on it, and, you know, there was a... And I think, I heard someone say this, the unique part of this one was it was the first one of these spontaneous revivals to happen in the social media generation. Right. And so it, it took on a different kind of feel in that way, too. And I think that's what caused a lot of that, the people, the hangers on to kind of jump in. Yeah. Because it, it spread so fast on social media that it can't got this little reputation of, oh, something's happening over there. Let's all go over there and see what that is. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, rather than just a, a move of God's spirit in that community for what God had called them to do in their community, it became a little bit bigger than what is normal in those kinds of Situations. Yeah, I think that's right. But I did read a good article about that. You mentioned, Ed, how the the faculty of the uh, university was very cognizant of wanting to keep this student-led. I thought that was a very honorable kind of way to to to, to navigate that because that's it right. could have gotten way out of out of proportion. And I, I it sounded it was I think it was in Christianity Today did a really good write up of that. It was kind of a first hand account behind the scenes kind of thing and what they were handling and trying to deal with as this thing was happening. They wanted to preserve whatever God was up to. They didn't want to they didn't want to uh, violate that. They didn't want right. to go against it, but at the same time they were trying to be wise about it, I right. think, you know, and 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 do it in a very God-honoring kind of way. Mm-hmm. And so they were trying to organize something that they didn't want to put too much organization into. I, I could see their push and pull kind of thing that they were going through. It seemed that it seemed to me that the people, especially the faculty, had very good intentions behind it. They were trying their best to do the Christ-like thing. And, and so that's what I thought about it as I read about it. I, I, I was impressed with the people who were behind the scenes. I thought they had genuine motives. But like you said, what comes of it, we will see. Yeah, I think, so. you know, I think these kind of movements, you know, it's not the first one I've seen in my time in ministry and they come and go where the spirit wants them to come and go. And it, it says something about us in our world that we all want to tap into it when the truth is they almost always start when you go back and you study them later of it's a small group of people who wanted to have intimacy with God. It almost always begins with prayer. Mm-hmm. It very seldom begins in some explosive kind of way. Yep. And all of those things that start those kind of movements are available to all of us at all times. Yes. And instead of running to where it's happening, maybe we should just lean more into yeah. the things that you can historically look at that start them from Cane Ridge Revival, which almost none of you all will know anything about, uh, that launched a movement that launched the kind of church that we sort of fall into. Mm-hmm. It all starts with prayer. It starts with some people earnestly seeking God's will. And then things begin to happen. And that's available to every person at every place mm-hmm. all the time instead of trying to, let's drive to Kentucky. And I think it's interesting that the person who wrote the question, their last question was, why do you think it happens on college campuses? And I, and I thought a little about that. And I, and I wondered because I, I thought about where I was as a college student when I was of that age. And I think 
you correct me if you disagree, but I, I feel like there may be in some ways a little bit more uh, openness mm-hmm. at that stage of life to something like that. Uh, a lot, a lot less, uh, you know, stuck in a certain way of doing things, or maybe even just a a sense of as as I've. I, and I, I think we often come through a part of our life when we we really get impressed with our abilities and and, and I did I'll say I did uh, I got real impressed with my ability to make some things happen spiritually speaking and to uh, and to really do some really great things for God and it took me coming through a period of life where I realized that was I was a little bit pretentious in my on my part <laughs> and a little bit arrogant on my part and uh, I needed to unlearn some of that stuff. So I'm thinking when I was 20, 22 years old, uh, I did have this really wide-eyed view of what God might do through my life. And I was very, very moldable and very Mm -hmm. open to that and very free to go wherever the Spirit led. And I feel Mm -hmm. like, and a little bit idealistic Mm -hmm. (laughs) to the point where I I think a little bit of that's healthy. Oh, I agree with that. So I I feel like that may have something to do with it. I also... I would agree with that. You know, but but maybe 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 God just decided this is this is who I want to work with. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I can't say for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what y'all think, but no, I think I think the same thing. I often think that um, the longer we've been followers of Jesus and we've seen things, we think we know how everything works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we limit what we think God can do, and so we just don't ask for things, and we're mm-hmm. not open. And then we put limits when there comes a point where we might be able to see something happen. We say no before. Mm-hmm. I think I see where that might go, and I don't want to go there. True. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm mm-hmm. gonna I'm gonna say no in advance. Yeah. When when you're 20 or 21 or 19 or 18 or in that gap where you're learning and exploring and figuring out your life anyway, you're just open. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And God, God is into people who are open. I see the same thing with addicts. Oh you yeah, you come to a place where you come through things, and you, you're just open to things. You're just open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I've had to catch. You know, I've got a twenty-year, almost twenty-year-old in my house now, and you know, she'll she comes with some, you know, possibilities and fresh ideas and stuff. And there's that yeah. little part of me that always wants to go. Well, hold on. <laughs> but I've tried to. Not do that. I've kind of, hey, Good. yeah, that's that's certainly possible. That mm-hmm. is certainly a great great idea. Run with that. See where that goes, and yeah. to to not squash some of that idealism that does because I know I, I've got it in me to kind of squash that, and I don't want to do that. Yep. So, I think a uh, I think a good thing to keep in mind too when we talk about these revivals. Um, I was thinking. I've been trying to think. Just listening to you guys, I agree with everything you guys have said about. This particular one. The truth is, I don't know a ton about this 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 particular one and other ones. I've tried to read a little bit, um, but I know for myself, and this is just my personality type, and so I really have to. I've been trying the last five six years of my life really go against uh, the the things in which I'm naturally attracted to. Um, for the sake of leaning into what God might be doing, I think for me. Um, there is an attraction, and, I, and I, I see it a little bit with people in the way, the kind of obsession around these revivals. I mean, there was a lot of 
at least, you know, I was I was uh, on Instagram at the time and seeing a lot of videos coming out and people talking about it, for it, against it. Mm-hmm. Um, that we get caught up in these big, what we would call big moves of God, and there's a lot of people involved. And um, I think for me, um, I had to kind of remind myself when I would see things like this or even great things other churches are doing and saying there's nothing necessarily bigger about a revival in Asbury than the addict who chooses to get clean the first time or the person who wakes up to the Spirit of God in their life the first time or, you know, one of my daughters who for the first time just really accepts the fact that people love her and care about her and want to be invested. You know, those what we might call little moves of God, um, you know, there's a part of my personality that's really, I want the big. And I don't even mean in like the, I want a big stage. I mean, I want to be a part of the big thing, the big thing, and realizing that Jesus is very often interested in the little things. And it isn't that these things aren't that way, but maybe what they are is they're a collection of lots of little Mm -hmm, things mm -hmm. that they're just individual. They just happen to all kind of be happening at the same Mm -hmm. place. Yeah, and, and wouldn't you say that those all those little things to the person is not little? No, oh, that's yeah, what I mean. Huge. Yeah. They're, they're huge. Yeah, and so I try not to even judge too much of the validity because that's in Kentucky. That's not my that's not my community. So I don't know the people there, and they don't need a, a pastor in Georgia to come <laughs> validate it or not or come that's in and right. go false teaching. Yeah. I have now called it out. Either one, my opinion on it doesn't matter because I'm not there. And what you're, y'all were talking about earlier, which I think is very good, is um, uh, that 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 spirit of God that's at that at, that's at work in. Uh, we believe, I would hope. I'm I am just very optimistic. You tell me the spirit of God's moving, and it looks like something that the spirit of God. I go great. I'm all for it. Let's keep going until we see something that doesn't. Well, yeah, and you can look at the fruit of it and know. That's right. Like you said, I'll I'll. I'll wait and see, but once again, I also, they don't need me to call it out right. 10 years later and go, by the way, mm-hmm. hot off the presses, <laughs> Nathan says 10 years ago that was not, you know what I mean? So I think when I look at all those things, like you guys have said, here's the Spirit of God that's at work in these revivals. It's at work in those little practices we do. So I would just say if you're a person who's just very attracted to the news around this, um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It may just be what you're interested in, but there may be something within yourself like it is for me that when I think of the work of God, I want it to be something big and extravagant. And what I have found, like you were saying earlier, um, Jason, about a lot of times when I'm really focused on, you know, I want to, you know, because we, I was a youth minister, so I, I wanted... I wanted a lot of kids to know Jesus. And it wasn't about big numbers. Yeah. In my heart, it was just that's how I knew we were succeeding. If right. the numbers were going up into the right, that's how you know you're succeeding and you're doing what God wants. Mm. And when I realized me being really invested in a group of people and being humble and faithful and willing to do what I, do what I need to do, if the Spirit of God moves in a big collective kind of way, then man, I hope I'm ready and willing to, to to move in that way. But if he moves in little individual moments over the course of my life, I hope I'm ready for that too. And like you said, just being willing to take whatever the next step. So if you're, you know, invest in this I, and you go, oh man, I wish that could happen to me. It could happen to you. It just may not look like that. Sure. It may look like repentance. Mm. It may look like confession. It may look like serving the poor. It may look mm. like doing all these other Holy Spirit things, and you may find that those little things in you turn out to be massive things. And I think it's important to point out, too, that at the end of the day, 
your long obedience in the same direction. Right. Uh, those daily moments of you putting, pointing your feet toward Jesus and walking his way at the end of your life is going to add up to something way bigger than what you now may feel that it is. And you may not need, you, you just don't need a revival. Right for that. That's well, right. And I think the thing that we, we we miss in these little moments, I think part of the reason we get really caught up with the college campus thing too is there's been a feeling in our culture for a long time that young people, and it is true, are not as interested in church. And not and That's here's right. a whole group of young people who are. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think about we were talking about this in a meeting just before of a little old person in our church who has faithfully long obedience in the same direction Mm -hmm. and has had an impact on people in this church faith in ways they will never know and never be able to see. She, I mean, maybe at one point in her life, she was involved in a really big grand move of God, Mm -hmm. but maybe it's just been every day. Like I said on Sunday, Mm -hmm. her health is failing her right now. And on Sunday, there was something that moved in my spirit when I saw her. She stands when we say to stand and sing and she goes, that's what I do in honor of Jesus. Yep. If I can physically do it, no matter how much I'm going to do it, mm-hmm. that speaks something to younger generations. It speaks something to us that is, it is a move of God. It is the spirit of God at work. It just, you're not going to be able to film it on TikTok and then it's going to blow up in a viral way. And I don't mean that to diminish. No. I don't want anyone, the, what's happening is great. I just don't want the big to overshadow mm-hmm. the small. Yeah. Uh, and those things happen Don't too. allow... It's that whole thing that we know is uh, a poison in social media is I look at something and I see, then I go, wow, that's so great. And look at what I'm experiencing. Yeah, maybe it's I not missed so out. Great. Maybe I'm missing out on something or I'm not as spiritual as I thought I was. Right. And just remember, you're you're looking at something that is not as real as you think it might be. Right. When you look at Or it's like real, that. but it just wasn't or it wasn't for meant for yeah. you. Like That's right. if 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 you are open to the spirit moving, he will move. Mm-hmm. It just may not feel like that and it may not look like that. Mm-hmm. But the wind is blowing. Oh yes. And if you'll set it, you'll catch it and you'll end up places you did not expect to be. And it's a good thing. Yeah, That's right. Well, all right. Hey, before we leave uh, and wrap up for today, I wanted to say uh, for those of you who, uh, or if anybody who's listening, uh, have a question, uh, we're at a place where we've got some open slots coming up in the next couple of weeks. So if you go ahead and click that link that's in the description and send your question into us, uh, you'll probably be hearing it in the next couple of three weeks because we're getting to the end of my current list. So uh mm-hmm. You know, that doesn't hadn't happened for a while. We've mm-hmm. always just had questions uh, lined up, ready to go. Uh, but so the Spirit of God might be moving. It might be moving. Uh, so if send us a question. If you've had a question and you are wanted to get it in, now's the time. There is space. So make sure you keep feeding us those questions if, if you've got something on your mind. Um, or not. And we'll just, you know, either we'll either stop talking or um, we'll come up with something else to say that we want to say. And nope. that, I don't know. I can't promise that that's going to be a good thing. You may not want to listen. You may not want no. that. So <laughs> for your own good, send that's a right. question. So there's my public service announcement. If you want to <laughs> send a question in, now's a good time. So click the link. It's in the description, and uh, we'll get to it in the next couple of weeks. And for next week, uh, people want to know: Are we going to be held accountable for our dreams and the things that we subconsciously think? How does that work? Is God mad at your dreams? Maybe. <laughs> 
That's the first time we're I've gonna do. We're gonna the first do, time I've heard that question. We're gonna do dream analysis on I the podcast at these questions next week. So y'all be here for that. We'll see you.